0: healing, delivering and setting people free And his fame went out and the multitudes came to him it says in seeing the multitudes he went up on a mountain <laughs> a familiar place for him make that a familiar place for you up on the mountain get away from the people even loved ones Take time away to be with God on the mountaintop. It's a sacred, secret place where you can hear and see what the Father has to say. When he was seated with his disciples, came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, I'm going to read the Passion Translation here. What happiness comes to you when you feel your spiritual poverty? for yours is the realm of heaven's kingdom what delight comes to you when you wait upon the lord for you will find what you long for what blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you for you will inherit the earth how enriched you are when you're when you crave righteousness for you will be satisfied How blessed you are when you demonstrate tender mercy, for tender mercy will be demonstrated to you. What bliss you experience when your heart is pure, for then your eyes will be opened to see more and more of God. How joyful you are when you make peace, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. How enriched you are when you are persecuted for doing what is right for then you will experience the realm of heaven's kingdom how blessed you are when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me so leap for joy since your heavenly reward is great for you are being rejected the same way the prophets were before you Your lives are like salt among the people, but if you, like salt, become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing, and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. Your lives light up the world, for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's a place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commandable works will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. If you think I've come to set aside the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets, you're mistaken. I have come to bring to perfection all that has been written. Indeed, I assure you, as long as heaven and earth endure, not even the smallest detail of the law will be done away with until its purpose is complete. So whoever violates even the least important of the commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys them and teaches their truths to others will be called great in heaven's kingdom. For I tell you, unless your lives are more pure and full of integrity than the religious scholars and the Pharisees, you will never enter heaven's kingdom. You're familiar with the commandment taught to those of old, do not murder or you will be judged, but I'm telling you, if you hold anger in your heart toward a fellow believer, you are a subject to judgment, and whoever demeans and insults a fellow believer is answerable to the congregation. Whoever calls down curses upon a fellow believer is in danger of being sent to a fiery hell. So then, if you are presenting a gift before the altar and suddenly you remember a quarrel and have with a fellow believer, leave your gift there in front of the altar and go at once to apologize to the one who was offended. Then, after you have reconciled, come to the altar and present your gift. It is always better to come to terms with the one who wants to sue you before you go to trial or you may be found guilty by the judge and he will hand you over to the officers who will throw you into prison believe me you won't get out of prison until you have paid the full amount your ancestors have been taught never commit adultery however I say to you if you look with lust in your eyes at a woman who is not your wife you've already committed adultery in your heart if your right eye seduces you to fall into sin then go blind in your right eye For you're better off losing sight in one eye than to have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand entices you to sin, let it go limp and useless. For you're better off losing a part of your body than to have it all thrown into hell. It has been said, whoever divorces his wife must give her legal divorce papers. However, I say to you, if anyone divorces his wife for any reason except for infidelity, he causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, your ancestors were taught, never swear an oath that you don't intend to keep, but keep your uh, your vows to the Lord God. However, I say to you, don't bind yourself by taking an oath at all. Don't answer by heaven, for heaven is where God's throne is placed. Don't swear an oath by the earth, because it is the rug under God's feet, and not by Jerusalem, because it is the city of the great king. And why would you swear by your own head, because it's not... In your power to turn a single hair white or black. But just let your words ring true. A simple yes or a no will suffice. Anything beyond this springs from a deceiver. Your ancestors have always been taught, take an eye in exchange for an eye, and a tooth in exchange for a tooth. However, I say to you, don't repay an evil act with another evil act. But whoever insults you by slapping you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. If someone is determined to sue you for your coat, give him the shirt off your back as a gift in return. And should people in authority take advantage of you, do more than what they demand. Learn to be generously sh- to generously share what you have with those who ask for help. And don't close your heart to the one who comes to borrow from you. Your ancestors have also been taught, love your neighbors and hate the one who hates you. However, I say to you, love your enemy, bless the one who curses you, do something wonderful for the one who hates you, and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. For that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly Father. He is kind to all by bringing the sunrise to warm and rain to fall, refresh whether a person does what is good or evil. What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that? How are you any different from others if you limit your kindness only to your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that? Since you are children of a perfect Father in heaven, become perfect like Him. Examine your motives to make sure you're not showing off when you do your good deeds, only to be admired by others. Otherwise, you will lose the reward of your Heavenly Father. So when you give to the poor, don't announce it and don't make a show of it just to be seen by people like the hypocrites in the streets and in the marketplace. They've already received their reward. But when you demonstrate generosity, do it with pure motives and without drawing attention to yourself. Give secretly and your Father, who sees all you do, will reward you openly whenever you pray be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in the meetings and on street corners believe me they've already received their reward but whenever you pray go into your innermost chamber and be alone with your father god praying to him in secret and your father who sees all you do will reward you openly when you pray there is no need to repeat empty phrases praying like the gentiles do For they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There is no need to imitate them since your Father already knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our beloved Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center in which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil you are the king who rules with power and glory forever amen and when you pray make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your father in heaven will also forgive you But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. When you fast, don't look gloomy and pretend to be spiritual. They want everyone to know they're fasting, so they appear in public looking miserable and disheveled. Believe me, they've already received their reward. When you fast, don't let it be obvious, but instead wash your face and groom yourself and realize that your Father in the secret place is the one who is watching all that you do in secret will continue to reward you. Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays, and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourselves that cannot be stolen will never rust, decay, or lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit Allow revelation light to enter into your being If your heart is unclouded The light floods in But if your eyes are focused on money The light cannot penetrate And darkness takes its place How profound will be the darkness within you If the light of truth cannot enter How could you worship Two gods at the same time You will have to hate one and love the other Or be devoted to the one And despise the other you can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store food. Yet your heavenly Father provides them, each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, can add anything to your life? And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work or toil. And yet not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was robed in beauty like one of these. So if God has closed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time and then dried up and burned. Won't he provide for you the clothes you need, you of little faith? So then forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies required? So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness And all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way, one day at a time, tomorrow will take care of itself. Refuse to be a critic full of bias toward others, and you will not be judged, for you'll be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? How could you say to your friend, let me show you where you're wrong when you're guilty of even more? You're being hypocritical and a hypocrite. First acknowledge and deal with your own blind spots, and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. Who would hang earrings on a dog's ear or throw pearls in front of wild pigs. They'll only trample them under their feet and then turn around and tear you to pieces. Ask and the gift is yours. Seek and you'll discover. Knock and the door will be opened for you for every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child who asked for food a plate of rocks instead? Or when asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake instead? If you, imperfect as you are, know how to give, how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him? In everything you do, be careful to treat others in the same way you'd want them to treat you. For that is the essence of all the teachings of the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, because wide, the wide gate and the broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. The narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life. So few even find it constantly be on your guard against phony prophets. They come disguised as lambs, appearing to be genuine, but on the inside they're like wild, ravenous wolves. You can spot them by their actions, for the fruits of their character will be obvious. You won't find sweet grapes hanging on a thorn bush, and you'll never pick good fruit from a tumbleweed. So if the tree is good, it will produce good fruit. But if the tree is bad, it will bear only rotten fruit and deserves to be cut down and burned. You'll know them by the obvious fruit of their lives and ministries. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do miracles in your name? But I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came with wind and waves beating on his house, it collapsed and was swept away. It says, by the time Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were awestruck by his teaching because his words carried such great authority Quite unlike the religious scholars, there's a flood coming. I would say there's two great floods coming. <laughs> there's God's flood, a flood of light, of love, of the gospel. And there's a flood of darkness. The devil always tries to imitate God in whatever he does. He has not one original idea. There's a flood coming. Great floods coming. What is your foundation built on? What is your life resting on? Is it resting on a relationship with God? or is it built on ideas of God of just knowing about God when it comes time will you reject or deny him will we be like Peter I don't know him I'm not with him but he's been with him three years you'll die for those you love you'll die for those you love you love him, you'll die to self. And I'll say it's easy to just take a bullet for Christ, <laughs> deny Christ, or eat this bullet. Okay. To me, that would be an easy because to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. What an upgrade. Right? But now ask me to die <laughs> to every desire, every dream every every little bit i want to do every day that's asking a lot <laughs> but compared to what i get in return it's nothing compared to getting christ you giving up all that stuff is nothing it's more like he's delivering you from that stuff <laughs> Oh, all this stuff I gave up for you, Lord. He's like, no, I delivered you from that so that I could fill you with me. (laughs) Because what he has is so much better than what Facebook, what friends, what people, society, video games, entertainment, movies. None of that stuff can give you anything compared to what Christ So there's a flood coming. Where are you going to be? In the valley or on the mountaintop? God wants you to build your house on the mountaintop, on the rock, the firm foundation, high above the storm. Seen those pictures with the clouds halfway through the mountain, you know? And It's all stormy and rainy down there, but up above it's just shining bright. They're in a whole other realm. And the world will say to you, don't you see it's raining? Don't you see the evil? Don't you see? And you almost will seem unempathetic, right? (laughs) It's like, I don't live here. This is temporary to me. It's like I see the people in my heart breaks and burns like Christ with compassion. What did that do? It caused him to come down the mountain to minister, to set people free. But then what happened after that? He'd go back up to the mountain. He went back to his living place. So many of us would be like, oh yeah, we got to minister. we got to preach the gospel. But then we stay in this valley, this, these low places, and our life is like this roller coaster. And he says, come up. Come back up. Come back. Get refilled. Come back in communion with me. And then you'll have more to go down to the masses again and give out. And then you got to come back up. Because as you empty yourself, you need refilled. It's not just one baptism, one filling. It says, Be ye being filled, constantly filling yourselves. He's called the daily bread. How many just eat one meal a year? Anybody? <laughs> that doesn't quite work out (laughs) well if it doesn't work out for your physical body it ain't gonna fly for your spiritually body either think what does your spiritual body look like? how much food does it get? how much of the word of Jesus does your spirit man get? is he fat and just full of Jesus? or is he thinned out and just barely Struggling to even move, to breathe. God wants you full of Him, full of life. Start to see Him as necessary, not an option. Necessary. And these days, it's going to be necessary because you're going to have to choose. They're going to demand your life for the sake of Christ. Christ. You can't be in that middle foot of one foot in the world, one foot, and say, "Oh yeah, I'll make, I'll choose God when it comes to that time." Not if you're weak spiritually. You'll say, "Oh man, they want, they want to end my life if I, well, I could deny Christ, but really in my heart, you know." Angry time to play those games. There'll be times where people can't buy food without having a mark without having a chip, whatever you believe. You're already seeing that today. People can't even enter stores, can't travel, can't go places just because they don't have a vaccine. (laughs) Just wait, it's right around the corner. It's happening. What's going to happen when you can't buy food? When When they won't let you into the grocery store anymore? They won't let you in a restaurant? What's your faith in? You think, well, I'm going to be strong in faith. (laughs) Get strong in faith now so when the time comes, you'll actually be strong in faith and have the faith to trust God to be your provision. He wants to get you ready. Get you ready for the times to come. While it's easy, (laughs) right now, It's easy for us. We can train our faith. We can get pumped up. We can come to church freely. We can go practice our faith freely. Everything's available to us. There'll be time when that won't be the case. So stir up your faith. Start to just put yourselves in situations where you just need faith to take care of you. So you just rely on yourself tough times comes, it's going to be awfully tempting to just give in to the enemy and his way of doing things. So he says, come up, come up, come up. I've got a place prepared for you. Prepared. Come and dine with the King. He set a feast daily for us. You know that he sets a feast for us daily to come be with Him and to fill us up with all that we have, all that we need for that day. That's what Christ did. Up to the mountaintop, go feast and commune with the Lord, and then come back down and minister what He gave you. As complicated as we make it out to be but start where you're at God only holds you accountable for what you know at the time he doesn't just take this whole word and say here's all the things you need to be nope as he teaches you as he instructs you just be faithful to do what you found out that day oh I shouldn't swear oh <laughs> oh. I guess I'll, I'll stop work on stop swearing you know and then the next time you swear it's like oh yeah I am supposed to stop doing that He doesn't just beat you over the head with a million things. He takes you line upon line, just like in school, just like growing up. Your parents brought you through stages of what they could tell you to do. They're all wrapped up in him. He wants you blessed. He wants you prosperous. He wants you alive, set free. So whatever you give him, he can multiply. His hands are multiplying hands. If you trust him with a little, he'll give you a little. Trust him with a lot, he'll give back a lot. take up the offering for tonight. If you want to make your offering ready, just give as you purpose in your heart to bless the